Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. This is episode 190. On this week's show, I'm really excited to be talking all about commitment, fear, and what I am calling my Nellie Olson moment. (laughs) This is a solo cast, and I'm going to dive in to some of the things that I have learned doing this podcast now for almost five years. It's been such an incredible and wild ride. And what I've realized as I'm also looking at starting my Jumpstart Your Podcast class again, which I'm also super excited about, is that there were some things that happened along the way of my own journey that I feel are universal to most creative pursuits. And that when you dive into commitment and fear and courage, there's some very true and very real things that come up for each of us as we look at doing the thing that just lights our heart up. I'm also going to share this week a little bit or a lot about a moment that I had in releasing what was episode 15, which was with Alison Arngrim, and she's the actress that played Nellie Olson on Little House on the Prairie. There's some huge aha moments that I had around that episode because I felt my inner mean girl kicking in and it really became one of those things that I worked through and worked past and grew from. And I really wanted to share how it changed me as a person and a podcaster with you guys this week. Before we get to the show, I want to give you all a very warm welcome. It is so great to have you here. And I always just love having you guys tune in because it is such a treat and an honor to get to do this show each week. Jumpstart Your Joy is a show that comes out every Tuesday morning and it's in its fourth season, almost five years of doing this show. If you want to find out more about me or about Jumpstart Your Joy, you can find the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And of course, I always do show notes for each and every episode. This one's a lot of fun because there's going to be some other links out to some other resources for y'all. And you can find this one at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash mean girl. (laughs) So I hope you'll check that out. This week's podcast is sponsored by my very own, very celebrated Jumpstart Your Podcast class, which is an eight-week boot camp. We have seven modules that we go through, and what it does is it takes you from idea to being able to launch your show, which is so stinking exciting. I love seeing these people. Most of them are healers and coaches, some bloggers, people's in people in the medical profession, and they jump in with these ideas for something that lights them up and they want to communicate with the world and they just go to town. And it's so excited. It's so exciting to see these ideas come to life in a fairly short amount of time. I love that I've been able to work with some really amazing podcasters. There's Donia Bumgarner, and her show is Nurturing Habit. In her first season, she tackled grief, which was mind-blowing, and I love listening to her show. Another great one that's come out of this class is Liz Applegate, and her show is Midlife Schmidlife. (laughs) It's looking at taking the years after 40 and turning your someday into today. There are, and another one that I really love and is very 
near and dear to my heart is Dr. Amy Avazde's The Egg Whisperer Show, also one of the graduates of this class. I would love to have you join me. It is so much fun getting to connect with other people that are working on a show. Many of us are like-minded and really enjoy each other's company as well, and that makes it even all that more valuable. What you do get is those seven modules. You get my support. We will have a private Mighty network group that we can all log into and can communicate in between the lessons. Uh, the classes themselves will be on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific. If you can't make it, though, I, re I record every one of them, and you can listen at your leisure or watch the Zoom link, whatever is easier for you. And then uh, there's also a couple of bonuses, which include office hours if you need help with either kind of the mindset around creating a show, which comes up for people, or you want a little extra help with the tech end of things. There's another bonus call for that, too, along with a code to get a free month of podcast hosting and 100 minutes of an editorial software that I love to use. So all of that and Early bird for this class is open until June 17th. That's Monday, and we're talking 2019 if you're listening to this in the future. And if you log on to jumpstartyourpodcast.com, you'll find all the information about the class, and you can log in and, and sign up right there. The price right now until June 17th is $399. It'll go up after that. So if you have any questions, you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. I would be happy to answer those questions for you. And I look forward to having you in the class. So let's get on to the meat of this show. It's the commitment, fear, and my Nellie Olson moment here in episode 190. So let's jump into the show. This week's show is all about the amazing power of saying yes to something, making a commitment to yourself, and facing your inner mean girl, and how all of that can lead to some pretty powerful re revelations in your life and in your business. The first place that I want to start is that, that powerful moment of saying yes to something. And in my case, and maybe in yours, my hope, <laughs> is that you're saying yes to your creative calling. And maybe that's a podcast. But I think that this whole discussion can be layered into any creative pursuit. And that's one of the reasons why <clears throat> I love it so much. So I feel fairly certain, if you're like me, that nearly every one of us has had that moment and that experience where we get the idea for a creative thing and we have it come back to us again and again. Sometimes it's that thing that just won't leave you alone, that you maybe wake up in the night thinking about or you find yourself daydreaming about it when you're, I don't know, sitting at work or <laughs> driving your car. And it's that thing that you've journaled about. And if you're me, maybe you have like this really big journal where you put all of your ideas because you're a multi-passionate, which means you don't have just one true calling. And so you stash all these ideas in this big journal, but one of them keeps coming back up to the surface. In last week's newsletter, I started talking a little bit about this, and I referenced how Liz Gilbert talks about this very same thing, um, and she definitely talks about it in Big Magic. I also found a really great article, which you can find the link to in the show notes from, I think it's the Irish Times. 
and what she has to say about this, the way that this creative calling kind of seeps in and starts playing with you is something a little bit like this. When an idea thinks it has found somebody, say you, who might be able to bring it into the world, the idea will pay you a visit. It will try to get your attention. Mostly, you will not notice. Mostly, you will not notice. But sometimes, rarely but magnificently, there comes a day when you're open and relaxed enough to actually receive something. Your defenses might slacken and your anxieties might ease and then the magic can slip through. The idea, sensing your openness, will start to do its work on you and then in a quiet moment, it will ask, do you want to work with me? End quote. The really interesting thing about this article, and I really hope you guys will go take a moment to read it when you get to a space where you can do that today, is that Liz Gilbert goes on to say that when you're asked this question of, do you want to work with me by that creative thing that's come to find you, that there are three, I'm holding up my fingers, <laughs> three possible answers that most people give or that you can give when you get asked this question. The first is no, and it just goes away. Sometimes that no is you don't pay attention to it, but basically it's the thing and you're not paying attention or you tell it no and it leaves. The other, number two, is you say yes, but with this kind of idea that you're making a vow to do this one creative thing at the expense of all other things in your life and it becomes the sole priority. The third thing you can say is yes, but yes in a different way. And it's yes with an open heart and holding the idea loosely and honoring that that thing is creative and that approaching this thing is meant to be done in a way that is playful because this is a creative pursuit. And of course, I'm adding some of my own language around this, but that's kind of the that's kind of the premise of what Liz Gilbert talks about in this really amazing art article. And I found all of this <laughs> to be true and lived through probably all three of the no, the first yes, that means I give it everything. And the yes, that I means I approach something with an open heart when I started my podcast. I think I cycled through all three of those things. As many listeners know, I started my podcast back in 2015 with a list of 20 people <laughs> that I thought I wanted to invite to help lead or speak at a retreat that I would plan sometime in the future. I'd been a retreat leader for about a decade and really love retreat. But so that's where the podcast started was in this idea that I wanted to have 20 people involved to come and share their ideas and share their journey and give inspiration to others in maybe a retreat format. Now, when I thought about it a little bit more, of course, the logistics of having 20 people at a retreat could be kind of weird. It just so happened that podcasting was also this thing that had been on my heart for a really long time. And probably at least 10 years at that time, because podcasting, whether or not you guys know, started about 2004. And it started back on the old iPods that you'd need to sync into iTunes 
download your music. And you could also subscribe at that time to podcasts. There weren't as many of them, of course. One of the early ones that I listened to was the PM podcast, the project management podcast with his gentleman named Cornelius Fitchner. Cornelius, come on the show. I'd love to talk to you here just for the inspiration of it all. Um, but I would listen to Cornelius and his advice about project management as I would ride Caltrain, if you're from the San Francisco Bay Area, into the city from San Mateo and go to my job at the advertising agency where I was a project manager. And that was my first introduction to podcasting itself. Of course, you know, 10 years down the road, I've got this list of 20 people and I love the medium and I'm finishing up my life coaching certification program and I'm like, hmm. Maybe this list, this creative idea that I had, a la the description of Liz Gilbert, matches this other creative thing that it seems is drawing my attention. And there you go. Voila, a podcast is born. It was really just the inspiration. And this thing was just waiting for me to say yes in some way. The next step in all of this, I think whenever we have this creative thing that comes to us and says, hey, do you want to work with me, as Liz Gilbert says, is that we say yes, and then the next step is making the commitment. Now, I think there's there's two things we're actually making a commitment to here, right? Like, we're making a commitment to ourselves to see this thing through because we've said yes to it, but we're also making the commitment to the thing because it is its own entity. I mean, if you read Big Magic, which also I will link up to by, by Liz Gilbert, she talks about this in a little bit broader sense of when these ideas come and kind of flirt with you a little bit. They're also probably shopping around their idea to other people. They want to just find someone who will be the vessel that helps bring them into the world. And so what you're doing is you're saying yes to the creative idea and yes to yourself when you make this commitment. And it is a first step. That's just it. The yes is the first step. It's a big step. Actually admitting that you want to do this creative thing is pretty huge because you, like me, you've probably been fighting it and trying to ignore it for a really long time. And the thing that makes it stick, the thing that makes this creative endeavor stick is the commitment. In doing my own research for starting a show, a very wise man named Pat Flynn... <laughs> of Smart Passive Income. It's a great podcast. Also, I will link up in the show notes. It was one of my favorites early on. He has or used to have an introductory how to start a podcast class, which of course I listened to and, and read and tried to follow. He said that there were two main things that led to the eventual success of a show. One was the commitment to do this thing for a year. Commit to yourself, commit to the show, do it for a year. And the second was consistency in publishing. And by that he meant, and I now understand it as, make sure you're consistent, whether it be once a month or it's once a week or it's every other week, just make sure you set your own schedule and that you keep to it because that's how an audience starts to find you and then they know what to expect. You know, Once they've subscribed, they know when they're gonna hear your voice in their ears again. And so they, that's how you build an audience. So when I started my show, right, the idea is shopped around. I've got this list of 20 people. I know it's going to be a podcast. I say yes. And I'm like, here's the commitment I'm making to myself. <laughs> my first part of my commitment is publish for an entire year. I'm saying yes to that. In my mind, 
That was 52 episodes <laughs> for a whole year, once a week. The other part of, of my commitment was that I'm saying yes to publishing every Tuesday. And then my last commitment was maybe a little bit unusual, but I wanted to treat this show, how I approach it, how I treat guests, how I present it, from a professional standpoint, as much as I could. I mean, given I'm, you know, I'm new to this, I'm, I'm a total newbie and I'm, I don't have any experience in podcasting. So this is all a beginner's experience, but in my mind, and as I set out, I wanted it to be as professional as I possibly could. And that was opposed to it being like a hobby or something that I was doing on the side. And I've since learned Stephen Pressfield has a great book, The War of Art, which is right above my head. You know, that's one of the ways to fight resistance is to play it like a pro. You know, once you've hit that professional level or see yourself as a professional, it kind of helps keep resistance at bay. I didn't know that when I signed up and said yes, but it's, you know, it's baked in. and it's Now I can see the blessing in having decided that. So for me, in making this commitment, it also looked like making a mission statement for myself. And that's one of the things that I have everybody in my um, Jumpstart Your Podcast class do is get their head around what is the what and the why and the how for this thing that you're going to embark on. And I think that's in part important for anybody who's got a creative pursuit that they're bringing to life. In addition to kind of writing out a mission statement for myself, I told some other people in the coaching training program that I was part of, I told some other people that I'm going to be doing this for a year and it's 52 episodes. And while at the time I hadn't really said that on purpose to like build in accountability, I now see, and I know Sarah Von Bargen talks about this in some of her work, that that's, that is built-in accountability, right? When you start to talk about the thing and shop it around and tell other people, in some ways, I mean, it's that kind of creativity saying, hey, I want other people to know about this because I want you to get it done. <laughs> so there was wisdom in that as well. And I really do think that kind of that was a perfect storm of things that kept me focused and on task and kept me moving. And I launched in 2015 when I had finished up four episodes, which I had recorded all in one day, which was very difficult because it's hard on your voice. Um, but I was ready to go in um, fall of 2015. Now, here comes the next part of what I want to share with you guys today beyond making the commitment to yourself is then I think somewhere along the way, each of us is going to face our inner mean girl. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due on the term of inner mean girl. I did not make this up. There is a book called The Inner Mean Girl Reform School. Amy Allers and Christine Arlo are the authors of that book, and I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. But I think somewhere along the way, we all face our inner mean girl. So four short months after I had started my show, I had started pitching big names for people. And one of the people that I pitched was Allison Arngrim, who is known for playing Nellie Olson on the show Little House of the Prairie. And I pitched and she accepted, which is pretty awesome. She is now the president of protect.org, which helps children who are in vulnerable situations. She has also written the book, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, which is really well worth the read. I will link up to that in the show notes. And the fun thing is that she is a hoot and she's really gracious and she is a lot of fun. And she accepted my invitation to join me here on the show. I'll link up to that one too. It is episode 15. 
And she's the, she at the time was the first big name guest that I had ever pitched, that I had ever had accept and that I had ever had on. And I was both delighted and terrified, of course, to speak to her and then to like kind of handle the entire ecosystem of what it means to have a big name person on the show. They also, the other piece that I think is so important to add context around what this interview meant to me, it's super important to know that I am a big fan of Little House on the Prairie. I read all the books probably three times. I have watched every episode of the show. And I, as a little kid, I grew up from ages five to 10 in Minnesota in a town called Eden Prairie. Like, you know, I bought a prairie bonnet and would wear it to school with cowboy boots and my little frilly dress. Like <laughs> this is kind of embedded in who I am. And I really strongly resonate with Laura Ingalls, who's the author of the books, Laura Ingalls Wilder. And I love her character. The books are about her as a growing up as a real life little girl. And she's recounting her stories. The mean girl in this story is the original mean girl, Nellie Olson. She is the rich and very snooty little girl of the mercantile owners of the tiny town of Walnut Grove. And it's Olson's mercantile. And Nellie is their little girl with, you know, <laughs> ringlet blonde hair. And she is completely awful all of the time. And so growing up, if you loved Little House, or even if you didn't, you probably know that she's the kind of character that you love to hate, right? Like there's some really hilarious scenes in the books and in the show with Laura and Nellie, just they are like arch enemies. <laughs> and Nellie says some awful things. And Laura always just seems to know what to do and what to say. And she has this amazing family that loves her. And she was just like this great example of maybe who I could be and what maybe I would say, and Nellie was the representation and the amalgamation of every mean girl that was in my middle school or high school. And there were a lot of them. <laughs> so I just really loved Laura. Now you can see where this is headed, right? Because <laughs> I have this interview with Nellie Olson, AKA actress, Alison Arngrim. And like I said, she's amazing. And I enjoyed every second of the conversation and was so excited to share this episode. I'll play just a little bit because there's this part where I recall so well that she is, you know, she's recalling some of her lines from the pilot, I believe it was, of the show. And it's uh, the episode I think is called like My House. And she's talking about like the how nice her house is in Walnut Grove. And just listen, because you'll hear her and she sounds just, of course, like Nellie Olson. And I was beside myself in this moment. If you audition for a kid role, generally you were playing a real, I was a pretty little girl, so very sweet part. And it was always like, yes, mother, oh, pa, you know, all these nice girl roles. It was a little boring, frankly. There weren't any evil children. I mean, yes, they'd made the bad seed, but they weren't putting that sort of thing on television. So I get there, and I don't. I hadn't read the Little House books. I had no clue. I was clueless. I had no idea. So I didn't know there was a Nellie also. I didn't know they had a villain in this piece. So I get there, and I get these sides, and I start reading. And immediately, I mean, this girl is awful. She's awful, the things she's doing. Cause she's in school, and she's making fun of them, and they're in the store, and, and, and they want to buy something. They say, well, it's an extra penny. I don't think the country girls have a penny. And then she goes into this absolutely ridiculous speech about her house and it's not an essay she's listing everything in her house and how much it cost 
this girl is like out of her mind and she's going on and on about everything costs. And it's actually very clear in the speech. She's really kind of doing a number on herself. Nellie is so involved in how fabulous her house is. She doesn't realize that she's actually giving away that her family is not terribly popular. My favorite line is when she says, and we have three sets of dishes, one for every day, one for Sunday, and one for when someone very important special comes to visit, which we have never even used yet. <laughs> now, she's so proud that they got a set of dishes they haven't eaten off yet. But she's just said when someone important... Okay, so here's where things get really interesting. So, I've, you know, there's a wrap on the interview itself. I've had this amazing experience where basically I feel like I'm talking to Nellie Olson on the phone. And as I started to edit this episode, I waited probably to, I didn't leave myself a lot of time in between recording it and then going live with it. And in the midst of all of that, perfectionism hit so hard. I, I started questioning like every little thing that I was doing, you know, should I edit this? Would this make it better? And, you know, really got in my own head about how to treat this interview and how to present it to the world. And as I, as I listened to Allison reread some of those lines that you guys just heard from her own show, all I can say is that my own inner mean girl just got triggered beyond belief, you know, like somehow I was back being, you know, a girl in middle school and, you know, inner mean girl was getting the best of me right then and there. And it all hit in this massive meta moment that I was battling my own inner mean girl in the midst of editing a conversation I'd had with the original mean girl. And I just had this moment and, and I questioned if I could even go on because it was 3 a.m. on a Tuesday morning that I was sitting there editing this thing. And I was awash in this mean girlness from like every side, like face to face with it, you know, in the Brene Brown sense of it, face down in the arena because it's way too late in the in the morning or early in the morning. I don't I've perfectionism is winning over. And the thing that kept me going with the podcast, here's what it is, guys. The thing that kept me going was that promise that I made to myself. I made a promise to myself that no matter what, I would do this show for a full year, that I would see this thing through, that I would find out what was possible if I stuck with one thing for a full 52 episodes. And I got to say, kind of in the darkness of the night... (laughs) I had the voice of myself, you know, promising that I was going to do this. I had the voice of one of my mentors, Kate Courageous, saying, if you really want it, you'll find a way to get it. And I had the voice of Christine Petty, who does Free Her Spirit podcast, saying, what becomes possible if you commit to something for just a year? Like, what can you do? And so remembering that promise... In the midst of all of this swirling around, I said, I'm going to hit save on this edit. I turned off my computer and I went to bed. I offered my little inner child who, I kid you not, as I mentioned, I used to wear this prairie bonnet, the fluffy dress and the cowboy boots. Well, I often kind of think that this little inner child version of myself looks an awful lot like Laura in the books. So... 
you know, it was kind of this additional level of meta-ness that I was offering my inner child who looked a little bit like Laura Ingalls. I was offering her kindness. And I told myself and my inner kid, like, look, all of this is going to be okay. You don't have to finish this edit right now. Yeah, the show is due and should go up what was now in that day. Like it should go up later that day. But I told my inner kid that as long as the show went up before 11.59 p.m. on that Tuesday, it was on time. Let go of the perfectionism. Let go of this thing that's just got you spun up and just go to sleep. This is a kind thing to do. So instead of continuing to beat myself up, all uh, the mean girl, Nellie Olson, I leaned into my inner, my inner Laura Ingalls Wilder, and I came back to the fight after I had slept for the night. And it strikes me that I learned a lot all in that very moment. I, I learned so quickly that done is better than perfect. It's so easy to get caught up in making or thinking you could make a podcast and a conversation perfect and editing out every um and ah, but I don't think that's the point. You know, at some point it's about sharing the amazingness of the guest or this new thing that you've thought of in a new way with your audience. The other thing that hit me at that moment was that extending yourself and your inner kid or your inner child kindness is the ultimate gift right? There's so many places in this world where the inner mean girl or the literal mean girl can come up and want to berate you for something, or it's the voice that of from the past that makes you feel like you weren't enough. But to say it's going to be all right, and you're going to be okay, and this is all going to work out is the ultimate gift. I also learned in that moment that courage means sticking with something even when it's hard and you know you'd rather run away from it. And it kind of reminds me of one of the quotes that I love about courage so much, which is by Meg Cabot, which is, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather deciding that there is something more important than the fear. The next thing that I know came became very apparent and very real was that the inner mean girl can pop up any time over things that maybe like would appear really small from the outside. And that inner girl, that inner mean girl, she really means business. Like she can get really worked up over some basic things. You know, basically I just have a conversation with one nice lady that happened to play a mean lady on a TV show and my inner girl's pissed. So I think just being kind with yourself and realizing like, Anything can bring up stuff from the past, and you're going to find that it does when you start on a creative pursuit like a podcast, and knowing that it can happen at any time and that she means business, but that kindness and grace and space are all answers to the thing that you can offer yourself if those things do come up. I also learned that trusting myself builds more trust and that setting a commitment for yourself can hold a vision for your higher self and can guide you. And I bring all of this up, you know, these three things of saying yes to your, your creative pursuit, committing to yourself, and then staring down your inner mean girl, more as a way to circle the wagons for your own podcast or your own creative pursuit. I don't bring it up to discourage anyone from starting on the path, but rather to shine some light on what happens in the moments that not a lot of people are talking about as you start as you start to create something that is on your heart and is asking you, do you want to work with me? 
Because just as you have all had that dream that keeps coming back to you, once you say yes to the dream, you're going to find that you're in the next phase of the journey. Saying yes is hard and following through with the commitment is hard. And then as you get on the journey, you're also going to run into other hard things. And one of the things that I realized about you know, leading a class that is all about podcasting is that I have been there face down in the arena with the inner mean girl. And I want you, anybody who's in the class and is a student, I want for them as much as I wanted it for myself. Like I'm committed to seeing everybody through that moment where you're like, holy cow, what just came up for me? And I want people to hang on past the moment when you want to quit, because that's when the magic really happens. I'm not going to let you quit. <laughs> if you've said yes to this and made a commitment, I want you to get to the other side of fear, right? Every, there's that famous saying of everything you want is on the other side of fear, because I feel like we are all the feisty, scrappy underdogs in this new wild west. And then it's time to circle the wagons with each other so that we can help get our own voices out there and that we can help level each other up and get more of these voices and these important stories out into the world because they need to be told. Your special gift needs to be shared with the world. And that's why I run my class once a year. So I really hope that you will join. And I will say that on the other side of that fear, what I didn't know in that inner mean girl moment, in my Nellie Olson moment, as I've started to call it, is that just the next week, I would pitch Danny Wood of New Kids on the Block to be on the show, and he would say yes. So another <laughs> level of excitement, one that my inner child absolutely delighted in. Like she loved talking to a boy band member and getting to ask him questions. There was a big reward for that inner child for sticking through it, that kind of scary inner mean girl moment. And I'll have to say that the things that came out of talking to Danny were amazing. You know, I rediscovered kind of something that I love to do. I got to go on cruises with my sister. <laughs> Just on the other side of it, there is so much goodness. I hope this has encouraged you in some way to say yes and make that commitment to yourself. I hope it has brought some ideas of how making that commitment, what that looks like, and then that it's given you some inspiration and encouragement to say yes and then be okay with facing your inner mean girl and knowing that everything that you want is on the other side of that fear. If you are interested in joining my Jumpstart Your Podcast class, it starts June 20th, which is a Thursday. That's 2019. And I would love to have you. If this resonates with you, I know you're the right person to be in the class with all of us. The class itself runs on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Everything will be recorded. We will have a private group where we can all talk with each other outside of that class time. You'll have a workbook and checklists and lots of bonuses, including a couple of office hour times with me where we'll talk about specifically mindset and another one where we'll talk about the tech of setting up your show. And you know that I want you to have your very own show because it's that thing that is on your heart and I am completely dedicated to getting you there. So to find out more about the class, you can go to the website at jumpstartyourpodcast.com and the early bird is open for that until Monday, June 17th, and that's $399. And after that, it will go up to 449 
And if you want to find out more about some of the things that I've mentioned in this show, I know I rattled off a bunch of different books and links, so you can find them at the show notes for this episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash mean girl. Next week on the show, I am really excited to have entrepreneur, registered nurse, and soap maker Jenny Mahon is joining me on the show. We have a really lovely discussion about being multi-passionate, about following your heart to create something that you really are drawn to, in her case, soap and being on the farm as a little kid. And I think it's a really great bookend to this strange Nellie Olson moment that I've shared with you. She is out of Wisconsin, and I think you're just going to love to meet Jenny. So I hope you'll come on back next week for that discussion. And until then, I hope you will sign up for Jumpstart Your Podcast, and I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.